Shall we begin? Why not? Welcome to Frankie Sense and More. It's like she's got a whole lot of goodness for you with a little bit of sass. Frankie, did you just say... She sure did. Not to mention, along with... Whoops. Join us now as Frankie Picasso and her new co-host mix it up with authors, musicians, and interviews with world-changing people. Let's begin Okay, let's begin now, because it only makes sense. Hello, and welcome to Frankie Sense and More. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to join me each and every week. It really is much appreciated. Today, we have a great show for you. I have the most fantastic author, Susan Gregory. She's joining us. She's the author of The Daniel Fast. I want to introduce you to her shortly. And we have... Bella Portero, who is the new ambassador for good for the Good Radio Network. I'm excited about that. And also joining me today as co-host in the co-pilot seat is Sandra Beck. We love having her with us. She's one of the most famous hosts on Toginet Radio. So <laughs> I welcome love to that. her too. <laughs> I want to take a moment to wish my son Alex a safe and happy trip. He took off for Indonesia this morning with his girlfriend, Sarah. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But as a mom, it's scary, you know, so stay safe. I'm praying for you guys. And, you know, mom duty called here. So I just had to say that even when your kids are older, they're always still your kids. This is, uh, if it's your first time joining me on Frankie Sense and More, it is more than a variety show. It's also a socially conscious humanitarian show that advocates for the United Nations Global Goals Initiative, which, if you don't know, has 17 distinct goals and a plan, that's right, a plan to end poverty, halt climate change, and fight injustice and equality within the next 15 years. And the best part is 193 governments all agreed to it. That's amazing. And you can find out more about it at www.globalgoals.com. Org. Uh, Sandra, you know the difference between a goal and a daydream? God, the difference between a goal and a daydream. Mine are kind of the same. Is there a difference? The difference is that a goal has a hard deadline <laughs> and a dream is just a wish. And so, you know, you might wish that everybody has food. We wish that we could end AIDS. Well, the good news is that United Global Goals Initiative, they do have a hard deadline. And by 2030, here are some of the most amazing transformations that are going to take place under today's global goal, which is number three, and that's health and wellness, which I thought was kind of appropriate. By 2030, they're going to reduce global maternal mortality rate ratio to less than 70 per 100,000 live births, which is absolutely amazing. By 2030, they're going to end epidemics of AIDS, tuberculosis, malaria, and neglected tropical diseases and combat hepatitis, waterborne diseases, and other communicable diseases. By 2030, they are going to ensure universal access to sexual and reproductive health care services, including for family planning, information and education, and the integration of reproductive health into national strategies and programs. And I think my favorite, achieve universal health coverage, including financial risk protection, access to quality essential health care services, and access to safe, effective quality and affordable essential medicines and vaccines for everybody around the world. Woohoo! <laughs> How's that for a hard and fast goal? I think that's absolutely amazing. Also, uh, today we are going. Um, I am sorry. Excuse me. I'm, I've just lost my thought. 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on with me. Uh, you know what? I, I have to give a shout out to Gina because I was expecting Gina Woods to be my co-host today. <laughs> and Gina took a vitamin and had an allergic reaction. And she, she's the um, founder of Aoi Bowie, which is one of the projects that the Good Radio Network uh, has, has is, you know, that we support. And I've got my little Aoi Bowie sitting next to me. He's, he's my dog, Jay. I call him my, he's a DJ, but he's my dog, Jay, and he's sitting here on my shoulder. So it's kind of fun. Um, Susan Gregory, yes, let's talk to Susan. <laughs> as, as I already said, she is the uh, author of The Daniel Fast. She is a regular correspondent. She regularly corresponds with thousands of men and women who are seeking God through spiritual discipline of prayer and fasting. And since its launch in 2007, she has received nearly 14 million visits to her website, which is www.daniel-fast.com. Susan has corresponded with tens of thousands of people throughout the world, which is incredible. She has a passion to help follow, help the followers of Jesus Christ from all cultures integrate their faith into every part of their lives. She also has written um, a few other books, Out of the Rat Race and The Daniel Cure. She is known in 35 countries, and she's a mother and a grandmother. Welcome, Susan. To well, the I'm, show. So, I'm so glad to be here, Frankie, and I loved your introduction um, because, you know, I, I've worked in, in many, many different countries on, uh, you know, helping people improve their lives. I've spent many, many years doing that. I've, I, you know, I was in uh, Ethiopia a number of years ago and ended up adopting a child from Ethiopia. Oh, wonderful. And, um, and so my, I've, my heart uh, really beats to the whole international scene and, and really helping people, um, in, in ways that, that are sustainable, just like, uh, you know, what you talked about in your interest. So this is, this is a good thing, a good match. Oh, wonderful. You know, Susan, you were a successful uh, realtor when the economy took a tank and you found yourself searching for a way, another way to make a living. You have been a Christian since 1973. And as we said, in December, 2007, you got a call from God to write about the Daniel fast. Now you said that you had done the Daniel fast for many years, but I have to say, I have never heard of it. Where okay. did it come from and how did you find it? Well, um, the Daniel Fast has, it, you know, I don't know that there's a, a, a pinpointed origin of it. Um, I've, I've tried to find that. Uh, the way I first found out about it was by a, a, a gentleman came in. I was working for an organization. It was a Monday morning. A man came into um, the office and he just, he he had, was so excited because of this experience he'd had, which he had been on a three-day fast. And I, we, we talked about it, and he pointed me to a book um, uh, by Arthur Wallace called God's Chosen Fast. In that book, um, it's a, there's a series of you know, several different kinds of fasts, and one of them was the Daniel Fast. And so that's an extended period of fasting. It's, it's called a partial fast where some foods are eaten, others are restricted. Most people do it for 21 days. And so I had done some water-only fast. The longest was about nine days at that time. Um, and I wanted to get into a, a deeper experience, and so I, I started using the Daniel Fast. Now the Daniel fast is because of the because of Daniel in the Bible, right? In those, I don't know. He there was like a time that foods were declared unclear, uh, like unclean by God. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, the, the Daniel fast is based on the fasting experiences of the Old Testament prophet Daniel, and it comes from two of the uh, 
experiences that he had primarily. One is in Daniel 1, and that's when the Judah was under captivity in Babylon. And the and Daniel, and you know, he was the one that was in the fiery furnace and then or in the, the lion's den, and then his friends were the ones that were in the fiery furnace. Um, and they had been brought into Babylon to be trained as leaders. Babylon was doing huge expansion that um, at that time, and they needed more uh, people to help in the governing systems. And so they, um, and Daniel was being trained to do that. And so he was offered the king's food. Well, this had been offered to Babylonian gods. And so Daniel said, I don't want to defile my body. So give us only pulse to eat, which is food grown from seed, and water to drink. And so that's how the some of the guidelines for the Daniel fast have been formed. So it's only food grown from seed. So it's fruits, vegetables, whole grains, healthy oils, and then the only beverage is water. Then later in Daniel 10, uh, Daniel had been in the country for 70 years, and he was seeking God. He said, it's like, you know, why really wondering when are we going to be free and so at that time he went on a 21 day fast where no wine no meat no precious foods no breads crossed his lips and he he did that for 21 days during that time had an amazing experience with god and so that's where we have the bulk of the guidelines for the daniel fast they come from those two passages of scripture we're not trying to eat like daniel ate these are just the guidelines and the Daniel fast has a method of fasting and like I say it's a partial fast where some foods are eaten and others are restricted and what happens after the 21 days well the thing that happens Frankie is it's so powerful because when you enter into an experience like this it's like you step into a a new realm in a way for instance I, I like to um explain it like when you go on a vacation you know that you're or like you, you mentioned your son is off he's off on a new experience he's gonna he he have is in a different mindset right now right. than what he was in yesterday the same thing happens when you enter into a fast is you you enter into a different experience you're more focused on god you have a purpose for your fast and so then and during this time you learn a lot you learn a lot about yourself about god you get input about different situations that are going on in your life. So after the fast, you want to take those good things that you've learned and then use them in your life. So it's not it's not like you, you know, you leave it all behind. You want to use those good things you've learned to make your life better. So when, when people start the fast, uh, some people are going to do it because they do want to lose weight, you know. But really, it's a spiritual fast. You, you want to help people get closer to God. So as they go each day in the fast, is there scripture that you want to read each day that kind of goes with their, their first day experience or second day experience? Does it go like that maybe? or? Uh, well, somewhat. I... Um... I really encourage people to read through the book of Daniel because that's an amazing book. And, and Daniel was, a, I mean, his character, in, particularly in a time when he was, he was a foreigner under captivity and, mm-hmm. and still lived out his faith. So, but at, in all of my books, I always uh, include a 21-day devotional. And okay. that helps people draw deeper into their spiritual experience and you know, again, learn more things about who they are, God, and and the purpose for which they're fasting. And 21 days is, is you know, actually the number that it takes to, to form a new habit. So that's that's wonderful. That's it's actually right. very significant. It is. It's, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? You know, when you think of, of how that, um, yeah, how that all came about. 
Wow. Well, we just have about a minute uh, to go before we're going to take a break. Bella, would, did you have any questions that you'd like to ask uh, Susan? No, you know, I um, I have not heard of the Daniel Fast or any of it. Then that just um, I don't know, kind of takes me back. But um, I I would really like to look into it and learn more. Um, you know, I think it's an interesting topic. All of the 21 days that are um, always talked about for physical activity and health. Um, so I think that it's really interesting, and I would love to learn more. Do you ever have any seminars in person, or how do people join this? Yeah, I well, it's mainly. Uh, like Frankie mentioned early on, I started teaching about the Daniel Fast. I'd had. I'm my- going to stop you. I'm sorry. I have to stop you. We're going to go to break. But when we come back, we're going to hear all about what you do. Sounds great. <laughs> and how Sounds people great. can find out more. Stay tuned. Getting warmed up. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author and intuitive, Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelove live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Well, the gang's all here, and hopefully you are too. Just before we went to break, Bella was asking Susan if she has events that uh, where people can learn more about the Daniel Fest. And Susan, you were saying? Well, most pe- I, I do some public speaking, but frankly, what happens most often, the Daniel Fest is practiced by hundreds of thousands of Christians at the beginning of the year, and then also at other times of the year. But there, I probably started about 15 years ago, there was this movement where people started the new year with extended prayer and fasting. And, and of course, the Daniel Fast, you're, because you are able to eat, you're, you're able to continue your 
you know your typical functions you're able to do the responsibilities you have at home and at work and and so so many people choose to use the Daniel fast as their method of fasting so what happens so often is people are there at church on Sunday and the pastor says okay we're all starting the Daniel fast you know tomorrow and immediately people go to the internet and, and because it's like ah what am I going to do and and so like on on January 4th of this year that's when most people began the Daniel fast mm-hmm. and I had 82,000 hits to my website wow. on that one day and <laughs> and so um, so that yeah that just gives you an idea of uh, and so consequently because of that I most of my work is over the internet and I do a lot of online teaching um, I a lot of uh, work with people you know sending people emails um, I do YouTube and so and it, it just shows you know one thing too is I started teaching about the Daniel fast in 2007 and um, I immediately, you know, I started getting all these questions. And so the more questions you you receive, the, you know, you learn about it. I did a lot of research. And so I've become the world expert about the Daniel Fast. And it just shows how, how God can use us in ways that we don't even expect. When I first heard, got the message from him right about the Daniel Fast, I thought it was kind of like a one-time writing assignment. But right. he had a totally different intention for my life. And so I think it, there's a big lesson in in that is that if we you know we all have special gifts and qualities and and things that we do and and if we you know just go for them and just get deeper there's we can have this amazing experience so here i am today with you know i've i've sold hundreds of thousands of books i've got nearly 15 million hits on my website i'm talking to you on the on the radio And, and that all started way back in December of 2007 with one little kind of a nudge right about the Daniel Fast. Isn't that amazing? I read somewhere that if you if you re, like research something for 15 minutes a day for three years, you become a world expert. Yes, and, and, and my experience absolutely uh, proves that out. Huh. Now, we were talking off, offline, um, you know, Sandra can't give up coffee and, and tea, and, and, you know, most people you're, you're finding that's probably the biggest uh, the biggest you know deterrent to wanting to do the diet and 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 so in your book you talk about how you need to set yourself up for success with giving up coffee and giving up um, caffeine by starting about 10 days before do you want to tell people what they can do yeah uh you know caffeine and i you know i'm i'm from i'm a seattle girl yeah so you're a coffee girl I'm, you know, we've got a, we have a cultural responsibility to, you know, <laughs> like that. lots of coffee, um, you know, strong coffee, too. A strong coffee. And I love coffee. Um, and, um, but coffee is a drug, uh, you know, caffeine is, is a drug and it does affect us. And so I encourage people to, before they begin the fast, that about a week or so that they start tapering off the caffeine because the consequences of going cold turkey can really be bad. They can be excruciating headaches, leg cramps, incredible fatigue. And so preparing for the path, and again, in the same way, if you're preparing for a vacation, you're, you're preparing for an international trip, there are things that you do to get ready. And so I, 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 it's one of the things that I really encourage people to do, to get ready. But it also, when you're, when you're preparing for something, you start getting excited about it. So when you have that first day of your fast, then you're, you're really ready to enter into this new experience. 
You know, one of the um, one of the ingredients. I was a little bit surprised about two things in the diet. Um, well, Daniel had said that he you weren't supposed to eat anything that was pleasurable. So that's the sugar, the dessert component, correct? Correct. So, but dried fruit has so much sugar, like even more so than sugar, sugar, <laughs> you know, and calories. Not that you're counting calories necessarily on your on it, but it's very pleasurable. So why yeah. are you allowed to have that dried fruit? Yeah, this and this is when there's a lot where you get into being, you know, there's the fine lines because, and and part of all the research I've done and and because what is what is pleasurable to one person isn't necessarily pleasurable to the other, and mm-hmm. so what so that's when we look back and and look at what what it says in in Daniel one where it's only. You know, only food grown from seed, and where, where, and, and okay. So let me give this is this is an example of the fine line. So you can eat it. It's, it would be acceptable to eat a date. Okay. You know, the, 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 sure. That, yep. it's, a, it's a sweeter fruit and, and uh, food, and there is a lot of natural sugar. Right. So and and but it's you know it's a food grown from seed, and but you're you're eating you're eating the date, not necessarily as a sweetener though. Now, if you take those dates and you know they're, um, mash them up, or you know put you know prepare them in a way that becomes a sweetener, and then you want to use the date sugar or the date honey in in a food to sweeten it, then that would not be allowed because what is the intention that you're using the food for? And again, this is when it gets into really fine lines, and um, and one of the things that I tell people. Um, is you know if you've got a question that's in one of these fine line areas, then go to God. So, you know, pray about it. Say what is you know, and 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 let Him be your umpire. Let Him be the the one that gives you the direction. But it's the, there are there are some fine lines. But then on the other hand, there are some pretty hard and fast rules. Um, uh, agave nectar is not allowed because what is the purpose for agave nectar? It's a sweetener. Same with stevia. Right. Good idea. Great for after the fast. Um, but it's a, you know it's a natural herbal sweetener with no calories. It's a really great option, um, but it's a, still a sweetener, so it's not allowed during the fast. So it's it's really it's almost a vegan diet, kind of whole thirty in a way. Yes, it's like the a meat. vegan. Mm-hmm, it's a vegan diet with more restrictions because I, as a vegan you can have dates um, and stuff as a sweetener. Sure. Yeah, and and you can have sugar. You can have you know. There's a lot of things that you can have on a vegan diet. Um, so it's like, but it is like a vegan diet with more restrictions. So when you come off, you might go paleo or something. Yeah, and that's what it. and that's what my most recent book is about. Uh, what happens is when people are on the Daniel fast, people, that, so they enter into the experience for a spiritual reason. But meanwhile, they their body is experiencing a like a detox and they become very healthy now there's some might be some uncomfortable days to begin with because you're going you know you're going through some detox and you're you know you can't have that that hamburger you can't have that diet coke and believe me there are so many people literally that are addicted to food and that when your body is (laughs) nourished when your body is nourished, you stop having the cravings. There's so many people that are addicted to sugar. When you, but when you stop having it, when you when you balance, when your body is able to operate in the way that it was intended without these big sugar spikes and these drops mm-hmm. and everything, the cravings go away. You get this increased energy. And, and so I would get messages from people like, I want to keep doing this forever. Well, you don't fast forever. Fasting is a is a is a short 
period of time that you you know have a highly focused purpose. But you but you can eat well forever, and so right. the, the Daniel Fast for Weight Loss it's it's not a diet book. It's a book of helping people get in touch with 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 what their body really is about. It's a you know and and there's a lot of different layers. I don't talk about calories. I don't talk about portion control in it. Mm-hmm. I do talk about entering into a lifestyle of health using the Daniel Fast as a jump off point, and then choosing health for the rest of your life. Choosing health as your lifestyle. But you re- but the purpose is to commune with God to have Absolutely. kind of a more centered focus. Yes, um, and even even taking a spiritual approach to our body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you look at at particularly women, and you know, I I feel I have a great compassion for young people growing up today, and it's like, where do we where do we get the picture of what the perfect body is like? You know, right. we get that off runways, we get it off television shows, we get it off magazines, and then we look at our own body, and there is, for most of us, there's a big disparity. And, and so people start feeling bad about their bodies. Meanwhile, the truth is that our body, every single person has been created beautifully. Every single person has value. And so that's one of the things that, that I teach in the Daniel Fast for Weight Loss is to, is to gain the, the truth about who you are, about how your body was created. And so that's part of the things that you can do during a Daniel Fast period of, of renewing your mind to the truth as opposed to all of the cultural things that we are impacted with in our world today. So um, <laughs> the average person loses about 10 pounds somewhere That's in right. there when, yeah, when they do 10, it? Yeah, between 10 and 20 pounds. And a lot of that is because we're not putting a lot, you know, sugar. People right. think of, of eating sugar like, you know, they're sprinkling it on something or they're eating, you know, lots of different, you it's know, in everything. Foods. It's yeah. in everything. So and when you really you, have to be a label reader, don't you, on your diet? Yes, if, you, exactly. if you use canned stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and any kind of prepared foods. And people are absolutely shocked when they start reading labels and see how much, that yeah, sugar is in, in just about everything. So you, you, um, make a vegetable chili just so people know you make a vegetable chili you what are some of the dishes that you might make we, we have a couple of minutes before our break here yeah so i make a vegetarian chili that i make all year round i make um you know like orange and onion salads i make mm-hmm. um i make uh veg, veg, vegetable burgers that are made out of beans that are really really good you can take uh, baked potatoes and and drizzle them with olive oil and then top them with steamed vegetables and and maybe some heated up salsa or something there's it's you can do really great things and so in the book i have i think in the the daniel fast for weight loss there's 90 recipes in it the daniel fast book has even more um and so and it's also getting people to you know realize that boy you can eat really healthy and be very satisfied with those good foods are you a vegan after your fasting today are you, are you vegan or, or do you eat meat i would say i'm mostly vegan okay <laughs> you know? um or I'm, i i actually probably should say i'm mostly vegetarian because i also um enjoy uh you know cheese and and some foods but i my, you know uh, yeah my 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 diet and and the the way i eat 
has been dramatically changed since I've been using the Daniel Fasten. And so I really enjoy these great natural foods. Just Well, we're off to a break. And so while we're on break, you think about the foods that you like to eat that are healthy. When we come back, we're going to talk to Bella. After we pay the bills. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. have heard that a great big giant pumpkin has brought a ton of excitement to the Wisconsin Cedarburg Wine and Harvest Festival. This humongous pumpkin weighed in at over 2,000 pounds. That's over a ton. This Ostrobogulus pumpkin is now the largest on record in North America. Ostrobogulus is a word for the bizarre and interesting. Gene McMullen grew the colossal fruit in Streeter, Illinois. Some of the big fall festivals will pay the winner of the biggest pumpkin contest up to $25,000. That's a lot of money for a fruit that's 90% water. Believe it or not, there's a word for the fear of turning into a pumpkin. It's called Apocolosymposis. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. And we're back. And thanks for sticking around because we're sure ha- happy to have you here. I hope that you'll stick around. We're going to talk to Bella for, for a few minutes and then, you know, we'll, we'll all have a free for all here. Bella uh, wrote me a beautiful email the other day and she said that she had heard about the good radio and she wanted to become a, um, a good ambassador. And I thought that was just so sweet. She is a self-professed happiness cultivator, philanthropist, inspirational lifestyle blogger. She believes in love, kindness, and empathy. And having those three things as her foundation, she attempts to influence her friends, family, and followers to live mindfully and kindly. She is a card-carrying member of the GGC, which is the Good Girl Club, and the Good Girls Fitness. She volunteers with Blessings in a Backpack, the Junior League of Louisville, the Young Women's Club. She's also a Kentucky Derby Marathon ambassador and an ambassador of the inspiring Good Radio Network now. And she's a glitter thrower in the Good Girls Movement. Welcome, Bella. It's so nice to have you. Hello. I know it's a huge mouthful, isn't it? I should probably shorten my bio down a little bit. No, I love it. You know, I think that's great. A happiness cultivator. That's wonderful. Really, I truly try. Um, I know that sounds so corny saying it out loud to people or, you know, because it's in my bio, but I would never walk up to somebody and be like, hello, my name's Bella and I'm a happiness cultivator. Um, 
it's well, then you should just throw fast. glitter at them at that point. Yeah, throw glitter then. <laughs> that would be such a good idea. I would probably make so many people angry at me if I just shook their hand and threw glitter, but um, I could try. Um, but no, you know, I um, I believe that whatever we put out into the universe, that it returns to us, and I've been trying to hold steady to that for at least the last three years of my life. And um, in that time, you know, I've gone through a lot of different changes, but in the same breath, um, I'm extremely happy now where I am in life. So, you know, for what it's worth, um, through anything good or bad, it's just finding the happiness in that situation. That's beautiful. You, you know, I have a son who, if you give him a card with glitter on it, hands it to his wife. <laughs> says, <"Are> you open? <laughs> oh, I and love when you open a card and the glitter falls out. I start to giggle. I think it's hilarious. It. Even if you do have to clean it up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty No, fun. I got married in um, December and so much of everything, um, like my bridesmaids cards and everything had glitter all over it. And, you know, my Congratulations. husband will never get rid of it. And so there's glitter just everywhere in the house. And I think it's going to be there for the rest of my life, which kind of makes me happy. So, And I love you say you're a non-lover of negativity, bitter attitudes, dream-killing mentality, naysayers, video games, mean people, vindictive acts, getting in the ocean heights, spiders, and violence. I love it. I love it. You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw in the real ones here and there. But yeah, no. Um, I actually, I try to like everything, even if I hate it. My husband loves swimming in the ocean, so um, I'll get in with him. But, you know, it's just, you know, it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> so you are about, you are about fitness and health, right? I the am, good girl fitness? Yeah. What's a good girl fitness? Tell us about that. Um, so good girl fitness for a couple of years. Well, uh, it was about a year and a half ago, a girlfriend and I, Allison, um, we kind of got coined with this term. And so we kind of took it and ran. Um, you know, Good Girls, we have a challenge group right now um, online. It's in our Facebook. It's like in a private page. But so, I mean, you know, a lot of people are used to these 21-day fit things and all of this. Um, and it kind of came from that aspect. However, um, nobody's forced to do like, you know, the 21-day body fix or, you know, if you want to do yoga or you want to train for a marathon or whatever it is that you want to do, we challenge you to do that. But then we also have you write what you did to be mindful and what you did for your heart and soul that day. Wow. So you actually, we can marry you with Susan and the Daniel Fest in the 21 days. I mean, it's actually a really great um, wow. combination if we, you know, if Susan would have me. <laughs> but, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anybody, anybody who's the ambassador of good is part of my team. <laughs> what, awesome. Now, what is a good yeah. girl club? Why are you called the good girl club? Oh, gosh. That's going to... Um, so I... Uh, a girlfriend and I, the single Allison I was telling you about, we um, were coined that by a guy um, in in my city that was kind of poking fun. And he was like, you know, you always have a smile on your face and you'll always look so cute. So, you know, you're like these little good girls. And I like, kind of felt like he was making fun of me. So I kind of took it and just ran with it. I was like, thanks for calling me that. And I'm going to make fun of myself for you. And then you can't do it to me. So. Well, and I want to thank you for giving, like, good girls a, a, a boost because I've always been called a good girl. You know, even in high school, you know, oh, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. Oh, she's one of the good girls. You're not one of those girls that do that. You're a good girl. And, you know, it's like so I know. We, we grow up being ashamed that we make good choices. And I know I have. I don't want to speak for every woman, but I think a lot of us that have chosen to really take the higher path to follow our heart, to not hurt others, leave the world a better place, we just get made fun of yeah i agree i was a good girl too um we we do and that's what it kind of made me mess i'm like you don't know my struggle 
just because I don't post them online. I mean, I do. I, so I have Crohn's colitis, and I'll post it sometimes, and sometimes it really gets people mad that I'm posting my stuff or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that it's just funny that, like, you know, because I put myself out there, but I only make it, you know, I'll share the sad stuff, but nobody really wants to see that a lot. And so it's just I'm sharing the goodness because that's what I want back, and it's just it's been turned into this negative thing but i mean again i kind of took it and i'm not letting him make it my life negative so yeah and i like when you post something like that like as your friend i'm going to follow you on facebook because i think you're delightful this is sandra but i like to be able to get up in the morning like one of my morning procedures is to post to go and find 10 people to post and uplift and you know what i feel great for the rest of my day so if you post that you're not feeling well today it helps me to support you because in supporting you i feel feel good and it helps me support myself like it it, people don't get it it's like for me to say hey I hope Frankie you have a great day or you look beautiful in that picture or you know gosh I'm so sorry Bella that you don't feel well today I'm sending you some love and energy that uplifts us all yep absolutely Sandra's my weight loss buddy too (laughs) our weight gain buddy more like yeah weight gain buddy I forgot to mention that Bella owns a social media NPR company called Bella Vita Media. What kind of, what do you, who, what what are your clients like? Who do you like to to Um, work with? You know, I have quite a different, uh, quite a variety, but a lot of them that I'm gravitating towards these days um, are a lot of nonprofit companies. So I work with Blessings in a Backpack, um, Mm -hmm. but the biggest one that I work with in my city is Unbridled Eve, and it's an event that's the night before Derby. And um, it benefits, the primary beneficiary is Blessings in a Backpack, and that's actually who I had um, my wedding gift donated to because I think it's a fantastic cause. But um, I am now working with actually Blessings in a Backpack, as uh, fate would have it, and then um, just small different pop-up companies. Tell Um, us who they are. What is Blessings in a Backpack? What do they do? Blessings in a Backpack is a nonprofit organization that was started in Louisville. Um, they fill children's backpacks every Friday um, that the children are on a lower income family um, okay. and they go into you know the schools on Friday and then fill their backpacks so they have food all weekend and through statistics oh, and great. through research they have found that the children that receive that um, actually do better in school because their bodies are filled and their mind can focus on their studies rather than what they're going to eat. I love that. You know, I heard a story just before coming on air that there was a bride. She got jilted right at the altar. And, of course, you know, the hall and everything had been paid for. So instead of crying the blues, she she called up a bunch of women's shelters and had everybody come down for a big party. And she had hairstylists and everybody came and dressed these women. And they just had this great, big, amazing party. Isn't that nice? That's wonderful. Yeah, I love I that. I can't imagine what that would be like for her. Um, Heartbreaking. Content, but, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm sure. But um, she turned it into yeah. a positive. <laughs> I love that. I mean, obviously, I, I gravitate towards that, so I think that's amazing. And you're a fashion maven. Uh, you like Sarah Jessica Parker, Marilyn Monroe, Audrey Hepburn, Jennifer Aniston, uh, all classics. Yes, if they could all be one person, then I would be her. <laughs> you would be her. Yes, I mean, everybody wants to feel like, you know, kind of the, you know, glam at moments but then in everyday life I feel like I'm mildly either you know look like I'm completely thrown together with like an inspirational t-shirt on and a vest and a huge smile or I'm just actually took the time to do my makeup and hair that day <laughs> well I have to tell everybody because I can't see you it is radio you're absolutely stunning so inside oh, and you. outside she's lovely <laughs> that's so sweet of you to say that thank you so much 
Yeah, no, it's it's true. It's so true. What would you like to do if you could with um, with Susan's organization? Or with Susan? Um, I would like- actually like to do the challenge myself and then um, help spread that through women. You know, um, you know, I live in the South, so it's kind of like we live in the Bible Belt or, you know, there's a lot you of do. Christians here. Um, but, you know, I think that as we were kind of talking off the air a little bit ago, I um, think that sometimes there's not a lot of um, young progressive Christians that talk, if that makes sense, right. um, where people are actually just going to talk about everything that's happening and instead just like, okay, that's wrong and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? And so I think that it would be really nice to take these sort of things and then bring each other together in positive ways rather than challenging people to not think that way. I think it would just be like, let's do this too. And then maybe that might influence their decision making on accepting or welcoming things or at looking at things differently as a challenge that they're willing to talk about and work on together. I definitely think that, that people, um, young people, women like yourself, uh, can lead by example, be Jesus in, in women's clothing and lead by example and just show the love, just show the love everywhere. Cause it really was what he's all about. And it's not Absolutely. often expressed in that way. So I think that'd be awesome for you. I told you that I lived in Louisville and I, I went there. Um, I was about 14 years old when I moved there and I started high school. It was a very different experience because I'd come from Canada. It was the first year of desegregation. And so they were busting in black, oh, wow. you know, poor black children into one of the most affluent areas in schools, high schools, um, as you know, Absolutely. in the city. And I think we had about 3000 kids in that school. It was such a culture shock for me. Uh, it was very, very strange. <laughs> so it'd be, you know, that, that you have this blessings in a backpack that thinks about these young, these young people, that they're not going to have food over a weekend and fill that up. I just think that's amazing. They really are. Everybody that I've ever met that works with the organization is truly um, wonderful. And every, um, you know, corporate company that sponsors the events and they learn about it. And it's, I mean, who doesn't want to help kids? You know, all of us look at food sometimes as such a passive thing. Like, you know, it's like, oh, what are we going to eat tonight? And then it's like this, like, you know, talk or, you know, I don't want to eat what I have. But then, you know, there's children that are not eating. Um, And that's a topic that I think anybody should want to talk about and how to fix it. You said that you were an Army brat. And Sandra does a show um, on the Army. Tell me, we're going to go to break in just a second, but tell me the name of your show, Sandra. It's Military Mom Talk Radio, and we support military families because they have a lot different challenges than, you know, your non-military family. A lot of challenges, especially for the kids like you who didn't sign up to serve, but you go along for the ride. Oh, yeah. No, my parents were Army brats, so that's why I don't have the access. But, no, they actually both met at Fort Knox, which is in um, Kentucky. It's not too far from where I live. But, um, yeah, no, if it wasn't for um, World War II, I would not exist. So I'm a wi- weird variety from everything World War II, from my grandfather's going there and marrying the women and bringing them back. Okay, we're off, we're off here. <laughs> we're going to break. <laughs> we'll be right Sorry. back. You're just getting warmed up. Frankie Sense and more will be right back after we pay the bills. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? 
more self-love and less self-loathing, more joy and less judgment, you're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. One notable arch enemy is belly fat. There are two types of fat found around your midsection, subcutaneous fat and visceral fat. Subcutaneous fat appears underneath the layers of your skin. Visceral fat is a dangerous fat that's around your organs. According to the Mayo Clinic, visceral fat settles around the vital organs in the abdomen and increases the risk for heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, breast cancer, colorectal cancer, and premature death. While a small amount of belly fat is not unhealthy, an excessive amount can increase your risk for health problems. Adding extra cardio to your exercise routine and cleaning up your diet can help you diminish belly fat. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit at AnnetteHammond.com. And we're back. <laughs> you know what I think is really cool? We've got four women on this show, and we're all writers. Yay. Oh, wow. Yay. Or all writers. How cool is that? Let's talk about that for a moment because, Susan, you've been a writer before you did the Daniel Fast. You said you were writing for Christian publications, I think, and, and doing um, all kinds of writing. How did you get started writing? Well, it was, it was really interesting. My, my background is actually, and my education is, is, is in graphics. Okay. And, but I was working for a, an organization, and the person that did the copywriting for this organization was was overseas. It was during the the Cambodian crisis, um, okay. and you know the um, yeah when that that terrible terrible time. And so he was overseas, and he there were some deadlines that that came up that and that he was supposed to do, and he was gone. And this was before all of the technology that we have today, you know, where it could sure. just be whipped out. And so they asked me to write. And it, what I ended up writing was so good, and our audience responded to it so well that they just kept me on as a writer. And then I, I was hired by an advertising agency and just continued to use, you know, grow in my craft. And... Um, yeah, and just kept writing, and and then I started uh, doing books, and um, you know, it's just one of those things. Again, like we talked earlier on, you you start in a process, you keep you know working at it, learning more, getting better, and and pretty soon you become pretty proficient. You know, we have a lot of authors on this show, and so there's a lot of people who want to write, who have a book inside them. I'm sure there's so many people who have books inside them and are, and are just a little bit afraid uh, to start the process or to think that maybe they're not good enough or, you know, don't know what they want to write about. But it, it's a wonderful feeling to accomplish a book. And, well, and can I add something? Yeah, I want I, you to. Um, Joel uh, Fotinos, who's the president of Penguin Tarcher, I know him from, from work, and he said the best line ever. He says, don't worry about writing, but write it down, because you can't fix what isn't written down. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, that's really good. 
can't fix what isn't written down. I've always been a writer, and I, I, Sandra, you and I both kind of came out of journalism school. We did. We did. And actually, my first book wasn't because I went to journalism school. It was because I was bored as a stump at work, and I wasn't <laughs> challenged. And I needed something to do to kill the time. And since I was sitting at a computer and I couldn't leave, I'm like, well, my work's done. I guess I'll write a book. Oh, that's hilarious. What was the, what was the title of that book? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was a book for, for uh, that I ghost wrote uh, called Phantom Lover. And it was for a big publishing house uh, based in Toronto, near you, Frankie. Uh Oh, isn't that interesting? And Bella, you've got a great-looking blog. It's really cool. Oh, thank you so much. I What's her blog? Journalism as well. Um, it's more. I was actually talking Bella about in Louisville. Bella of Louisville. So it kind of came from a coin. So we have a steamboat in Louisville called Bell of Louisville, and my stepdaughter, um, you know, had seen it, and she was like, "Well, they have the Bell, but we have Bella," and so it just mm-hmm. kind of became that way. I like that. Yeah, I remember being on the Bell of Louisville. I was on that boat. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. a steamboat. It's a steamboat, an, an old-fashioned steamboat that goes down the Ohio River, and it docks. It docks downtown. And oh my uh, God, you are super cute. I just went on your site. There you are in your blue dress. Is that handsome guy your husband? Yes, that handsome guy. I hope it's my husband. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so yes it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, we actually um, we just got married in December, so it's still fun to hear the word husband and whenever he says that's my wife, I'm like, oh, I am. So yeah. Well, congratulations and and you know, good luck on your marriage and may you have a long Thank life you. and healthy, ha- happy, Thank healthy, you. prosperous life. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Do you want to write a book? I actually do. You know, um, I am in a writer's workshop here in Mobile. Um, an author Angela Burton and um, it's called Beat to the Fire and she just kind of fans the flames of us writing. She'll give us you know, a lot of open uh, topics and then we are we always write about them and bring them back in and um, I would love to do a memoir of some sort. Um, you know, I don't feel like I'm at that point yet in my life where it's going to help anyone yet, but um, hopefully one day. Are you working on another book, Susan? Um well, I just finished this this one that uh, Daniel passed for weight loss, but I've I've actually got a few stirring inside of me, and just this last week, uh, I thought, okay, it's it's time to to write again. And there's so many things that we can write about. That's what's uh, you know so exciting. One of the things, a, a little tip that I you know, like you say, you've got lots of authors or or want to be authors, right? Um, is whenever I get an idea, I write it down. I use mm-hmm. I use note cards um, and I write it down to make sure to capture because we all know we'll have a great idea and then and then a week later we'll say wait what was that you know I know that I know I had a great idea we just can't remember it and so I I uh, capture my ideas on note cards and uh, then when I'm when I'm ready to actually start on a project I'm able to go through those note cards and sort them and find you know good lines that I'd like to use or or it might be a you know whether it's a chapter or a concept that I want to put in into the book, and uh, so yeah, I've got some cooking inside of me, but nothing has yet um, come to the surface for a definite start on it yet. That's awesome. Did you have you ever felt like like your book was downloaded, like just ch- totally channeled by God? At, without a doubt, and and isn't that just such an amazing experience? It is. I'm sure. It is. It's it's, and that I think one of the things um, that as a writer, it's such a cathartic um, 
creative, uh, energizing experience. It, it's it's it is a very spiritual experience, and and you it, you kind of get into a whole different zone. And I love when I when I'm able to write that way. Now there's a lot of times when it's like, okay, I'm getting this blog post out, or I'm doing this, and 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 um, you know that that experience isn't always there but oftentimes it is and it's just it's just great it's I'm, I feel very very blessed that I'm able to do this and you know make a living at doing it. it's what I you know this is my full-time work and it's uh it's a great it's a great way to be I know parts of my book midlife mojo was was downloaded and sometimes when I go back and I read it I'm thinking wow that is like so fantastic there's no way I could have written that <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so good. How did I ever think of that? Oh, it's hilarious. So what about you, Sandra? Have you ever felt like it's been downloaded? No, because my stuff was so pornographic in the beginning, and then it was all <laughs> business books. So I'm going to try that, though. I did buy this like like journal over the summer uh, that I haven't written in yet, but it says Believe, and it's like aqua. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to like sit down and see if I can channel something or write something. But so far, I haven't had a big aha other than a book about spirit guides that uh, came to me. But it's a funny romantic comedy, so maybe that's what God has in store for me. <laughs> Love should be fun. I got a really nice journal from my kids at Christmas that says she's quick and curious and playful and strong. And it makes me want to write in it. It's aqua. And I love, that's my favorite color, like turquoise. So That's so you. Yeah, I'm just so looking forward to writing in it. I can't wait. I think that's I think that's it, Susan. You know, especially as you get older, you forget. Like you have a wonderful idea, and then you forget it. And my husband's a songwriter, and he's always walking around with a pad, you know, writing lyrics, and and eventually they'll all come together in a song, and it's really kind of cool. But I have to write stuff down because I or actually I. I'm a digital girl, so I always make sure I record it, especially when I'm driving. It's kind of my meditative state. It is a trance state when we drive, and so I have to get out a recorder and record my idea because it's gone that quick. Well, I, I, the, what I, I use my my um, my paper for memory and my brain for creativity. That's the yeah. Way I, have to it. <laughs> I, like that. I try to I try to make sure I've got a lot of space there for that creativity. You have to dump. You have to download it so there's more time, more creative yes. space. Yeah. Yes. I like that. All right, I'm here to vote in for the rest of us that just forget. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. She's got. <laughs> you are so dynamic. You have like four radio shows on the go. She got like five hours of radio today. I think. You know, she's so dynamic, and she's a mom, and she's got young kids, and you know, it's it's pretty incredible. She. I love she, how you use the word dynamic. I was thinking like crazy, overloaded, overwhelmed, but you make it sound so good. You make my life sound so good. It's very exciting. Your life. My gosh, you pack more into a day than most people do in a year. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, she, and she's like super tech smart, and and uh, yeah, there's a lot to a lot to this young lady here. So pretty. God, I'm coming on your show every week for like just compliments. Oh, I'll just stroke you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Isn't that what we're all about? We have to. Women have to help each other have a step up, and I really believe that. You know, if there's anything that we can do in this world, it's really you know hand our you know our hand out to other women because especially women in in countries you know. Uh, third world countries they they want to do so much i had a, a young girl write to me on facebook saying you know how can how can i be um on the radio i want to be on the radio so you know we got to help but we got to help out when we can and where we can and i think it's really important and and education for women you know malala we all know about you know what happened to her and, and how they just believe it's such a gift to be educated 
And that's something that we can all do. And Susan, you said you went to Ethiopia and you adopted a girl. Did you physically adopt her into your home or a is boy. it a, a, a boy? A son. A son, yeah. A son. Physically, I, he, he came to the United States when he was seven years old. He's now 30. So oh, that, wow. the, this was a while ago. Um, but I, I have, um, you know, international blood running through my, through my veins. Uh, in, yeah. in July, I'm going to Zimbabwe to uh, train and teach small business women women who own small businesses there now these their businesses they it's a good day then when they earn three dollars yeah, um, and yeah. they are oftentimes the primary earner in their family so I'm going there with a group of other women to help them develop their business skills they're learning simple marketing things and uh, it's I feel it's an absolute joy that I get to do that it's um, yeah I'm, I'm very excited about it I know Thrive did a, a study on women. They actually went to live with them for a while to see to see how they actually fed a family on a dollar a day because women are so important to communities. They're the only ones that could do that, that could mm-hmm. figure that out. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. Please give everybody, um, let's start with you, Susan, your email or your web address. Yes, it's daniel-fast.com. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a place where you can uh, join the mailing list if you want and just learn about the Daniel Fast and get connected with me. And once, you're, once you get connected with me, I've got lots of other stuff going on. It's not just about the Daniel Fast. Awesome. And Bella? That's wonderful. Uh, mine to- is um, Bella of Louisville. So it's B-E-L-L-A of L-O-U-I-S-B-I-L-L-E well, Susan Gregory and Bella, you know, you, I just want to thank you both so much for coming on the show today. And Sandra, thank you for being a wonderful co-host with me today. I, I just have so much fun with you. We and do have a good time. We do have a good time. <laughs> and so you should at work. Everybody should have a good time at work. Why not? Thank you all, listeners, for tuning in to Frankie Sense and More this week. I'll be back next week with another great show, of course. And I just so appreciate you guys coming and downloading these shows. So thank you again. Have a wonderful day and evening wherever you are in the world. And we will be talking to you and praying for you. Take care now. See you on the beat. Hit Rash Production.